Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us today in this episode of Student Perspectives. My name is Eric Pham, a final year student at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. Today, we would discuss preparing for the in-person 2022 mid-year clinical meeting and cover topics such as what to pack, dressing for success, how to navigate the residency showcase, as well as provide a day-to-day breakdown to ensure you can maximize your conference attendance. Thanks for joining us today. So let's begin with introductions. Molly and Krishna, could you tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Molly, we can start with you. Hi, I'm Molly Wheeler. I am currently a uh, clinical pharmacist at Mayo Clinic in Rochester. I work in solid organ transplant and our immunocompromised ICU. And I had been a while since I attended mid-year in person. As most people, I went in 2018 when I was in my final year of pharmacy school uh, looking at residency programs, and that was in Anaheim, California. Hi, everyone. My name is Krishna. I'm currently an infectious diseases pharmacy resident at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. I last went to mid-year in, back when it was in Las Vegas in 2019, right before the pandemic, also as a P4 student. To start off with our first topic, how would you describe what to wear during the meeting? I would say, in general, your goal is to dress professionally and comfortably. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes I think people make is trying to wear very cute shoes. So make sure you wear comfortable shoes. There's a lot of walking in the conference center and to get to the conferences. The other thing I would say is just avoiding trying to make a statement with your clothing. You don't want to be remembered for your clothing if it's going to potentially be in a negative light. So focusing on that professional, comfortable mix. What clothing items would you bring for engagements that happen outside of the mid-year clinical meetings programming? I'd go along with um, Molly's answer for the first one here as well. So comfort along with professional, and you still want to maintain that professional look all throughout mid-year. You can also bring business cards if you want to use this as an opportunity to network, but definitely is comfortable still and maintaining that professional look. Perfect. I can talk about a little bit of what I've been doing as a P4 student preparing for the mid-year meeting. So I've created some business cards that I have with my contact information, as long as updating my CV and I've printed, I will be printing out a few copies of those to bring with me in case it may be useful during the showcase. What would you say is an easy for, to forget item that you would emphasize making sure to pack when making plans for traveling? I think I have more than one easy to forget item, uh, but I think the item I was most glad I brought that I threw in at the last minute was a small steamer because you're traveling, your professional clothes are in a suitcase. uh, So it is really nice to have that to fix your clothes when you arrive. Another thing that I think is important to remember is everyone is going to be doing the same thing all at once. So if you're trying to stop at a convenience store for a snack or some Tylenol or some Band-Aids or a water bottle, everyone's going to the same session. Everyone's doing the same thing at once. So in general, kind of just trying to be prepared and have all those little items that you might want day to day. Those are other things to think about and think through. I would say a Tide pen and Band-Aids. Easy to forget items, What other final packing tips do you have to make sure that all the items you'll need make it to mid-year, whether that's your posters or your clothing items? 
What suggestions do you guys have? The thing I would have to add to that is to know that your poster will count as a carry-on item. So be aware of that when you're packing. Also consider taking at least one uh, pair of professional clothing and shoes in your carry-on. I almost sent my bag to Florida instead of Anaheim when I went to mid-year. The guy throwing my luggage up was like, oh, you're going to Florida? And I was like, nope, I'd put the wrong bag tag on my bag. So consider trying to take at least one outfit in your carry-on so that you have something to wear to get you through to finding something else when you get there. Just to echo um, going along what Molly was saying, one thing that I did with my friends when I went to mid-year was put the cost of a check-in bag, and this served as a nice catch-all for items such as steamers, which Molly said to bring. We were also just able to throw in extra padfolios, resumes, anything that we wanted to bring along with us, as well as our posters. And then this also helped us nicely for all the freebies that get handed out at mid-year. If you plan on visiting any of the booths, there's a lot of free giveaways. So I would recommend a checked bag if possible. Thank you all for that. And now we can discuss some navigating the residency showcase. So what advice do you have for maximizing our time at the showcase? I think there's a lot of things that you can do to maximize your time. I think some of the more standard ones people say is to print out a map beforehand and note where the booths are that you're going to try to look at so you can kind of map your way around the showcase. Another thing to do is kind of have a fact sheet printed out for each program you're planning to talk to with information that's already on their website, as well as specific questions you want answered by that program. So what I found myself doing was I would step to the side of the aisles, look at that sheet before I went and spoke to the program. And then when I spoke to them, I didn't have to be scribbling notes the whole time. I could just kind of have an honest conversation, step away, regroup, and wrote down the answers real quick. Uh, That break time in between is kind of really helpful to reset yourself. And it also helps you reflect on what you just heard and capture those pieces of information for yourself. I would agree with Molly as well. I had a similar I guess, grid that I made for each program that I was interested in visiting. Um, And this also helped me prioritize, I guess, or if I found something that another program was offering, then this would help me ask another program if they also have that. So essentially echoing what Molly said, as well as taking opportunity of the website and which days the booths will be offered also helps a lot. My one other tip in this regard is to wear a watch so you don't have to be uh, checking your phone for the time, but also to help you make sure you're leaving time to see all the programs that you wanted to talk to. Those are some great tips that you guys mentioned. What I've been doing so far is looking through the residency guide to filter through programs that are of my interest in terms of regional or what they offer. So after attending a few virtual showcases, hearing about those programs, so I know how to prioritize and who, and know who I want to talk to further in person to either the residents or the RPDs at the mid-year meeting, as well as mapping out my route during each of the session times available. And one of the advice that I've gotten from one of my preceptors is the flashcard method. So as you said, Molly, printing out the map, you don't know what service is going to be like inside of a conference center. So you can't rely on your phone 
um, if you have a Google Sheet or an Excel sheet on your phone. So having a note card that has, you know, the quick facts, if what do they offer there, how many residents are at that program, and then a few questions that you have specific to that program. That way you can have it readily available. It can fit in your back pocket, your purse, or your suit coat. So that's something that I plan on doing myself during the showcase. Next question, what would you recommend me bringing with me to the showcase? I know some people will be staying at hotels outside either walking distance or shuttle right away from the conference center hotel. Um, so what would you recommend me bringing, whether that's a bag or carrying very lightly? I would recommend carrying very lightly and only the essentials. It's going to be a very crowded space and you also don't want to be bumping around people with a large book bag or having to lug that around as well. So maybe some things include like your portfolio, have your CV or resume printed out in it, business cards, a pen, a couple of pens actually, in case someone else wants to borrow one. But you, as Molly was mentioning earlier, you don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. I agree. Carrying lightly, not having a big backpack. As you mentioned, you're going to be leaving your hotel probably for the whole day. So having like a travel size deodorant, makeup, touch up, a brush in your, your bag or whatever you're carrying, briefcase, purse, whatever, can be really beneficial to help you feel refreshed before you go into that situation in the showcase. And I agree with having a few CVs with you, but I don't know anyone who has asked for a CV during the showcase. If you think from the program's perspective, the last thing they want to do is try to get 200 CVs in their suitcases to take back when they're going to get them through the forecast application. So have a few ready, but don't bog yourself down carrying too many to the showcase. I would also say snacks. You want to fuel yourself. Uh, you'll be very tired, exhausting. You want to make sure that you are replenishing yourself food and water. I'm always hungry, so I always have a granola bar or a cliff bar in my bag or in my pocket. So <laughs> I will definitely be doing that. When going to eat each residency booth, how long do you recommend staying at each booth? And then going ahead and asking what questions should I be asking and not asking as a serious applicant of each program? So I would say in terms of the amount of time to spend, you really want to think about how many programs you want to talk to and then how you can fit all those programs in. But the other thing to think about is you only want to spend the amount of time in a booth you need to answer the questions you have of if you want to apply at that program. I think it's important to keep in mind there's a difference between what information you need to apply versus ranking. You have time to ask about what it's like to live in a city, all those types of things when you're on an interview. What you really want to find out at the showcase is any deal breakers for you. And also, if the program best fits your interests, one piece of advice I have there is to always ask two questions about anything. So if you ask about their research program, for example, they're going to give you the canned answer and then find something there to ask about again. You'll find that you get a lot more of a real answer that helps you understand the, the type of resources, what the day-to-day -day looks like at a program when you do that. I would agree. And then just going off of what Molly said, some questions to not ask would be things that would be easily found on the program's website. Because again, you don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. And you really want to maximize your time while you're there. So you don't want to waste their time, but you also don't want to waste your time because you want to visit as many booths possible. So 
you are able to make the most of your experience while you're there. I think the takeaway is that the showcase is for you to find out where you want to apply. And there's not a ton of situations in which you can make such a positive impression at the showcase that it's going to secure you an interview. Those things are done by a rubric. So do what you need to do to get the answers that you need at the showcase. Thank you for that. So one of the things I hear from many residents is you're going to get that gut feeling of if you should even apply to such programs. So how did you read between the lines to assess if the personality of the program fits you and the interactions between the RPDs and residents, if you see that relationship and how you read that during the interactions at the showcase? This is something that I got told a lot prior to being a fourth-year student attending mid-year, and I didn't understand what everyone was talking about. But once you go there and you're actually visiting programs, multiple programs, you'll just see the interactions between certain residents at the booth and their RPD and just how enthusiastic they are about their program versus their mannerism. So this is definitely something that I look for when interacting in terms of how their openness or willingness to talk about their program and talk about what made them choose that program, as well as some just nonverbal cues. I completely agree. Once you're there, you'll be able to tell the difference between someone who's passionate about their residency program and someone who's not enjoying it and the way they talk about it. I would also say something you'll develop as you go through the showcase is the ability to ask questions that dig into the day-to-day, asking questions like, what does a day look like? How much time do you spend with your preceptors? What does your relationship with your preceptors look like? These types of things can bring out how the residents feel about their program, feel about their preceptors. And those are things you can't capture from a website or really any other place. So it's a prime opportunity to ask those types of questions. Thank you for talking about the residency showcase and how to maximize our time there. Now to talk about the day-to-day breakdown at mid-year, where can we find more information about student programming and larger sessions that you would recommend students attend to? For this, I would recommend visiting the ASHP website. So there's a section about the mid-year, um, about, about mid-year, which has the like day-to-day itinerary. And there's also a student track available to find all the activities focused specifically for students. And it also has networking programs listed for state affiliate programs as well. I think another thing that I realized when I was at mid-year is that there's a lot more informal programming going on around mid-year too. So when you leave your hotel room for the day and you think you know where you're going, just be prepared to have that change if you are invited to an organization's networking event or someone asks you to go to an event that's nearby associated with the conference. Always be prepared to deviate from your schedule, but also be aware of what the designated programming is. Going off of that, Molly, can you explain a little bit more on what some of those opportunities are for those programming? So is it state societies or is it all invitation only? How does that work? Yeah, so I will say I'm not exactly sure what this is going to look like in the post-COVID era where I think hospitals are being a little bit more tight with their budgets. But what I found was I was invited, ended up being invited to several networking events that were invitation located in nearby hotels. So 
the hospital I did my internship at. I did do PPS because I was looking at combined two-year programs. So at PPS, I was invited to networking events for several hospitals where I was applying. So those types of things that pop up are things that I experienced being kind of last-minute additions to my schedule most often. And those are typically something where you go in, have a few snacks, um, and then are kind of looking to just network and talk to people. Um, but again, I'll say I'm not sure what that'll look like post-COVID. That'll be something interesting to see this year. And I think that's something good to add is if you're just doing the showcase and applying for PGY1 programs, it's normal to not see a lot of those things happening. So don't feel like if you're not doing those things that you're not you're doing something wrong. Like I said, those were things that happened at PPS. And PGY1 programs typically are not doing PPS, so it's only a PGY2 or combined programs that you're going to see those types of things or job applications. Fellowships had a lot of networking and invite only. I did not pursue that route, so I'm not sure what to make of those invite only networking sessions, but just something to be aware of. Thank you. As you mentioned, the networking opportunities that you're going to have um, during the meeting as a whole, what tips do you have to be an effective networker during the meeting and programming outside of the meeting as well? So I saw one of my uh, mentors at the meeting and I stood nearby hovering, waiting till he finished a conversation to go talk to him. And I walked up to him and he immediately yelled at me and said, what if this was the RPD of the program that you want to apply to? I could have introduced you. So I think my takeaway and advice is don't be afraid to join a conversation. Say hi to everyone you recognize and know. Traveling in a pack of your friends isn't always the best way for you to meet new people. Go to the sessions that align with your interests. Make conversation with people around you on those types of topics. Ask them questions and kind of do the things that align with your interests so you are around the pe other people at the conference who have those interests. But I think the biggest tip is don't be afraid to just walk up and join a conversation or initiate a conversation with someone nearby. I would also say networking starts probably as soon as you get to the airport. You'll likely see a lot of program directors, other residents or fellows on your flight with you. So just be mindful of what you're saying and those around you as you begin to go to mid-year and are at mid-year as well. And this includes the flight back. Those are really great points. One thing that I did at one of my recent pharmacy conferences was talk to my faculty member who was attending there. So I told her a little bit of my interest and what I was looking for, looking at programs and clinical interests. So I told her what I was interested in, and she connected me with the people that she knew from those institutions, um, sparked conversation there. So I was able to connect with them through LinkedIn and spark conversation and keep in touch and get contacts for their current residents as well. That's great. I remember doing something like that too. So I was pretty introverted when I attended Meteor. Uh, residencies really helped me change that otherwise, but I would use my professors or other mentors that attended Meteor as to give me like a pep talk. And that really helped me approach and network, like Molly was saying, cold feet instead of just waiting for the previous conversation to end. That's all the time we have today. I want to thank Molly Wheeler and Krishna Shaw for joining us today to discuss how to prepare for the in-person ASHP mid-year clinical meeting and what students can expect. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP student resources. 
You can find member-exclusive offerings such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency, and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for the session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcasts through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official. Thank you.